could sit down and let him do that again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, let's, um, let's turn in our Bibles two different places here this morning. Let's find John chapter number 13. And uh, then you can uh, go over to Exodus 30 and find that. But we're going to start in John chapter number 13 this morning. Father God, thank you, Lord, for this great church. I am so humbled and so thankful to be part of what's going on here in Cambridge, Ohio, be associated with our pastors. Father God, uh, help me now to uh, unfold the Word of God the way you put it in my heart, and Lord, give us ears to hear and an understanding so that we can leave here much better than we came in. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen, <clears throat> amen and Amen. Tomorrow, I remember, um, how many remember um, the Crystal Cathedral? What was his name? Um, yeah. Come on, help me out, old timers. Crystal Cathedral. Huh? No, I'll think of it here in a second. Anyway, anyway, it's not my notes. I can't think of anything. <laughs> he he was in Germany, and um, he hit his head getting into a cab, and burst an aneurysm. And they rushed him to the hospital, and um, they operated on him. It turned out to be worse. Than, um, than they thought. Are you looking that up? Because it's really bugging me. Well, look that up. Okay. Robert Scholler. Robert Scholler, yeah. So anyway, um, the operation lasted longer than, than anybody thought. There were complications. Um, they saved his life, and uh, the doctors came in and told Mrs. Scholler, they said he may never speak again. And that was Robert Scholler's life, is encouraging and preaching and teaching the gospel. And he said he woke up and, and he couldn't speak. And uh, the next morning he wondered whether or not uh, it was worth being alive. And he said there was a window open just a little bit in the hospital. And he said a bird flew down, chirped at him and flew away. And he said, I went into a vision that, the, that God showed me. And he said, the next morning, the doctor came in and said, uh, Mr. Schuller, can you speak? And he had written down the words of that vision that he saw. And he spoke these words. What an honor it is to stand on the doorway of tomorrow. What an honor it is today to stand at the doorway of 2024 and see what God's going to do in our lives and in the life of the church. How many here would, would say, I would really like to set my life up in 2024 to have it be a blessed year? Anybody, any takers there? Um, I want to I look at an event that took place the night Jesus shared a meal. We call it the Last Supper. And there was something that took place during that meal time 
that I want to look at here this morning. Look at John 13, and we'll start at verse number 12. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I've done to you? Now he had washed their feet. He said, do you know what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you should do as I did to you. And truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. Verse 17, if you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I went to a church one time, I visited it, and they were talking about the previous Sunday's service. And uh, they said it was so great, we loved it, we loved it, we were so humble, we cried. And I said, what happened? He said, our pastor did a foot washing service, but instead he used shoe polish. I immediately left the church, went to the car, and took medicine. It's like, did you, did you ever read this account? My goodness, my goodness. Jesus said we would be blessed if we would do to others what he was doing to them. And so many times we turn this into a ritual, and this is not a ritual. Notice how he set this whole thing up. Look at, uh, look at verse number one. Now, before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he would depart out of this world to the Father, watch, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Understand this. Jesus paid the price for our cleansing, for our redemption, once and for all. It did not have to be repeated. And that was what theologians call the nobility of his character. He was willing to give his life for yours and mine once and for all. But here's the thing. He was still willing to come back and clean us up after we got dirty again. Somebody say amen. amen. We'll use a phrase here. The humility of our love. See, if, if Pastor Brent and Pastor D's kids do something dumb... Well, I can say they need to straighten that family up because that's their kids. If my kids do something dumb, the humility of my love for my children is so great, I'm like, well, they're just babies. <laughs> Your kids mess up, they're heathens. My kids mess up, they're just babies, they can't help it. <laughs> The nobility of his character is what caused Jesus to die for us once and for all. But it was the humility of his love that keeps him coming back and saying, let me clean you up again. It'll be all right. Here's the good news I see in verse 1. Is Jesus didn't just save us the day we were saved. He saved us that day until the end. Amen. Hmm? 
Now, hold, hold John, because we're going we're gonna to go back there. I want you to hold John. I want you to go back to Exodus chapter number 30. We're going to set our year up to be such a blessed year this year. Now, we're looking here at some of the, the uh, instructions for the tabernacle on how the priests are supposed to conduct themselves before God. Uh, biblically, priesthood equals kingdom citizenship, and citizenship equals blessings in this life. Here's what uh, Peter said about us in 1 Peter 2. He said this, But you are a chosen race, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a people for God's own uh, possession. Peter was actually quoting Isaiah 61, verse 6. It says this, But you will be called the priest of the Lord. You will be spoken of as ministers of our God. And you will eat the wealth of nations, and in their riches you will boast. Here's the life purpose of the redeemed. As a priest, I'm to minister to the kingdom. As an ambassador, I minister to the world. And look how we're to approach God. Look at this. Look at Exodus 30, verse number 17. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, You shall also make a laver of bronze with its base of bronze for washing. And you shall put it between the tent of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. Aaron and his sons, that's a picture of the church. Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet from it. When they enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so that they will not die. Or when they approach the altar to minister by offering up smoke of fire, uh, sacrifice to the Lord, they shall wash their hands and feet so that they will not die. And it shall be a perpetual statute for them forever and ever and ever. For Aaron and his descendants, that's the church, throughout all generations. Now watch. The priesthood is to be clean and separated, a chosen generation before God. The problem is, Greg, is I keep getting dirty from the world that I'm still stuck in. You can say amen if you know what I'm talking about. Here's a key to understanding what Jesus was doing when he washed the disciples' feet. The priesthood is to be cleansed. So they had to rewash every time they approached God. Here's a question. How many here can claim the precious blood of the Lamb this morning? Hmm? Here's another question. How many of us still get dirty along the way? Huh? Yeah. I am really, really glad that Jesus was noble enough to die for me. But I really, really am glad that he has a humility of love that keeps coming back to me. Amen? Now watch this. Look at your, just look at your neighbor this morning and say, I'm a disciple, but I get my feet dirty. Huh? Come on, let's do it with some emphasis here. I am a disciple, but I get my feet dirty. Amen? 
Now watch this. Go, go back to John chapter 13. Here's one of the greatest mistakes we make in the church. We talk to somebody and we tell them about the precious love of the Lord for us. We tell them about Jesus. We invite them in. We dunk them in water. We get them to come back to church. And then when they show up with a little bit of dirt between their toes, we go over here and say, hey, you know what's going on with, with her? Hmm? Isn't that an awful malady of the church? <laughs> I want to show you something important here. John 13, verse number 17. Jesus said, if you know these things, you're blessed if you do them. You see why some churches and saints can't be blessed? Go to John 20. Real quick, John chapter 20. I, uh, many, many years ago, many, many years ago, I was pastoring an inner city church. Um, Pastor Brent will know what I'm talking about. Our church was the flavor of the month. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Everybody was filing in. You knew six months later, everybody would be filing out to go to another church. We're flavor of the month. Um, it, was, it was a pretty good-sized church. And then something happened to me because not only was my church big, my head was too. <laughs> hmm. Y'all know? Y'all ever had fat head before? Yeah. I was young. Something happened. I went through a divorce. I became the talk of the town. Especially with pastors that was mad at me because we were the flavor of the month. You know? My best friend in the whole world was a fellow pastor. And uh, he disappeared. I'd call. He wouldn't answer the phone. You know? And um, went through a very, very hard time. And um, years later, I ran into him, and he said, I need to tell you something. And I said, what? He said, when you were going through all that trial in your life, he said, I wouldn't return your phone calls. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, why? He said, there were so many people shooting at you, I was afraid I was going to get a bullet. He said, I haven't been blessed since. He said, it's just like God shut up the heavens to me. Um, many of you know that just recently, um, we buried a, a best friend, Rick Riggs. Uh, Rick Riggs was living in Oh, the same town several miles away. And he called me one day and he said, I need you to come out. And I was so angry, Pastor. I was angry at life. I was angry at the church. I was angry at my friends. And he said, you need to come out. And I figured, here we go. Another in line to tell me how wrecked my life was. But I went. He was my best friend. 
And we went in his office and we sat. And he let me cry. And he hugged me. And he taught me about the love of Jesus all over again. He washed my feet and set me on a path. And when we buried him, one person after another stood and testified of the greatness of that man. He was so blessed. John chapter 20, verse number 19. So when it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and when the doors were shut where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side, and the disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. Watch, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now watch, watch this, watch this. Let's, let's, make, let's make fun of Pastor here for a second. Pastor, walk up here. Okay. Now, he walked as he walked. Okay, go back there and, and wait, okay? You're going to love this. You ready? Pastor, walk as I walked. <laughs> I've been waiting for a year to use that. Okay, thank you, buddy. <laughs> a lot of times we get saved under the Savior, but then we don't do what He said when He said, walk like me. Come on. Now watch this. Verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, their sins have been forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they have been retained. The Amplified Bible says this, Now having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him, if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven if you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. As the body of Christ, we have the supernatural power to wash the sins away from the body of Christ. Mm. I walked away from my friend Rick that day, ready to go back to work. Jesus had washed me eternally. My friend Rick had washed the dirt off of my feet and set me on the path and my confidence was back and my abilities and my anointing began to flow. Here's the power of the church in this world. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from the curse of sin and death. But the body of Jesus washes the feet daily. Mm. That's good. Mm. Only Jesus has the power to erase sin. Amen? 
But he said only the church has the power to wash one another's feet. Hasn't there been times you wish somebody could come by and wash your feet? Huh? I want you to, uh, uh, I want you to hold on to John, but go over to uh, Galatians chapter number 6, if you would. And then we're going to go back to John. Galatians chapter number 6. I want to be blessed in 2024. Amen? Look at Galatians 6, verse number 1. Brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass. Now, he's talking about just the light ones, right? He isn't talking about the biggies, huh? If anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself, so that you too will not be tempted. Here's what that tells me. Number one, we have a command from the church not to gossip about the saints, but to go to the saints and wash them and build them back up and get them back in the job. And the second thing that tells me is Jesus really does want to restore those who fall down. Mm. How many in the church or how many has left the church because they had no one that would come and wash their feet, Pastor? Hmm? They messed up. They fell down. They got mud all over them. And the church talked about them. I am a disciple. And I get my feet dirty. Hmm? Go back. Uh, we're going to end, end with this. This isn't going to be a, a long message. And I'm not lying like our pastor does when he says that. <laughs> I'm just washing your feet there, brother. <laughs> How many want to walk really, really blessed in 2024? How many would like to see Harvest Christian Fellowship be known as the most loving, blessed church around. Hmm? So Jesus sat down with the people that he loved. And he ate with them and he shared with them what we now use as a sacrament of communion. And then later on he would share with them his command to spread the gospel throughout the world. They would join an army called the church. And they would offer Christ and they would baptize and they would teach disciples how to teach others. But all through these things, here's what Jesus said to do that would keep the church blessed. John 13, verse number 14. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, wash your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. If I do this for you, then you should do it for others. For I gave you an example 
that you should also do as I did to you. In other words, you need to walk as he walked. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. And if you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Jesus never said, do this in remembrance of me. Because when I'm hurting and my feet are dirty, a ritual is not going to help me. I need someone to love me like Jesus loved me. I need somebody to chase me down, tackle me, knock me down, and tell me you are worth everything. Come on. Hmm? Amen. So, do you want to be blessed in 2024? Watch over the body of Christ. And when you see somebody with some goo between their toes, be the first one to knock them down and say, you are worth it. Let me help you. Let me remind you how much Jesus loves you. And let me stand beside you. Even if I get splashed with a little bit of mud myself. I will stand beside you. Until we get this thing together. And you get back in the game. Amen. Amen. Amen.